0: Welcome oh, to the Game Flayers podcast, episode thirty two. Not rockets, John. Impeccable. It's not rockets. Okay. Well, this is episode thirty two of the Game Flares podcast. James is over here pressing his nose up to a mic, and uh, Ryan am not. is I am eagerly my nose anticipating. Up to a pop
1: filter. See, now we got to start over, John.
0: No, we don't. All right. So Ryan is looking LBW's at me with anticipation. Listening. God damn it, James. <laughs> and he is looking to give us our intro for episode thirty two. Go on, Ryan. Here at the Game
2: Deflators Podcast, we like to talk about snot rockets, noses on pop <laughs> filters, and whatever John's rambling about, but also games we've recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and the unquestionably evil crappy game challenge slash inflation deflation. That as well. That as that well. well this week. This week we're in for it, folks, and uh, we all know that. You know, there's there's no escaping
1: the wrath of James. Ryan's uh, optimism has doomed y'all. So we obviously are skipping over Gusbusters because of Ryan's just his optimistic attitude toward all these crappy games. The next game they have to play is. Wolverine on the NES. Yeah,
0: we're going we're going to take a break from crappy game challenges. Ryan hit us with a random Bayou Billy last week for crappy game. Didn't even realize he was doing. Just out of left field. Yeah, just said, "Oh, we're going to play Bayou Billy." Really, Ryan, that's your decision this week. And uh of course, you had already hammered us with um simpsons wrestling which we announced last week and there is a nice little preview that you guys would have watched on social media beforehand. so
2: hopefully next week we'll actually be able to play something fun i'm thinking maybe well we'll get into this later
0: yeah yeah we'll, 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 get we'll give you some later. time to look at the collection while james and i are talking and you'll enjoy yourself
1: yeah we'll just we'll kind of guide them I'll, I'll get out the yardstick and as ryan starts to point out a game we're like no we said a good game
0: that's actually a, that'd be a pretty good uh pretty good thing to do i think
1: Hey, you know, we saw what happened last time when you left into his devices.
0: Yeah, no, it's not happening. Never again. Never are you allowed to pick alone. All right, let's get started. So we had uh, some pickups this week. Ryan, I'm looking at our little template here, and you didn't pick up anything.
2: Now, I have not been buying any games lately. There's just not been anything. out. I did get um, this month's PS Plus games, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch Finch, Mm -hmm. and Overcooked. I'm gonna be playing Edith Finch later today, so I'll talk about that next week. And uh, Overcook is is brutal and difficult, and I probably won't be playing that again, but uh, at least I'll have it around.
1: I've heard uh, amazing things about Overcook. Have you played Everybody's Gone to the Rapture? No. Oh, fucking phenomenal! Uh, I believe it's more or less the same playstyle as Edith Finch, where it's you you know you're interacting through a visual novel. Fantastic game and story. Highly recommend it. Well, I picked up Hollow Knight
0: on the uh, Nintendo Switch. I saw James's social media post, and I just had to get it myself. So uh, I'm very excited to play that game. It's a physical copy, uh, obviously, uh, versus the digital that was released a good while back. And if it's anything like uh, some of the games I'm currently playing and games in the past like Shovel Knight, it will be good.
1: Absolutely. I had initially bought it uh, because I was looking at the, uh, as I discussed with one of our uh, our fans on Facebook, I initially was looking at the plushie, and I was like, yeah, I mean, the plushie is kind of cool and unique, but it's just a digital code, and while I was on the fence, they finally announced that physical copy, which um, I was so happy with, I actually had to put up the pictures of the unboxing because uh, not only you know, does it have the reversible insert, it has a nice manual, it comes with the, with the, uh, a sealed letter treasure map. Well, not really a treasure map, but a map of the world, DLC code. I thought, I was like, you know what? This includes all the DLC content, everything, all on this uh, Switch cart. So, I was pretty happy with it. And as uh, a big fan of Metroidvania-type games, you know, ever since uh, Super Metroid and Symphony in the Night onward, I'm not a huge fan of all the iterations of the the Metroidvanias. Like, I don't like uh, Metroid Fusion too much. I love Zero Mission. But, uh... I'm really itching to actually play it. Uh, you know, I kind of want to, I already started another game, and I kind of want to try to get into it, but I'm really itching to play Hollow Knight.
0: Yeah, it's definitely been on my radar for a while, dude, so I honestly, a while back when I first saw p- pictures and videos of Hollow Knight, I was like, I will only get this game as a physical copy, obviously, mm-hmm. which is that's how generally both of us are, and uh, We're so I spoiled. Com- yeah, exactly. I completely forgot about the game, and then I saw your pictures. I'm like, oh, snap. A physical copy came out. I need to buy it. So, that was that was my reaction to your pictures.
1: Absolutely. And uh, those pictures are currently on our Facebook, the Game Deflators on Facebook. I kind of forgot, but I will later today remember to upload them to Instagram.
0: Sounds like a plan, dude.
1: What other uh, social media are we on, Ryan?
2: Yeah, so if anybody's out there wants to check us out, you can find
0: us at Twitter, at Game Deflators. Everywhere else, The Game Deflators and we are on Podbean as our uh, host and you can find us on iTunes, Google Music and Spotify as well as pretty much any other podcast application out there. Yeah, yeah you if can... you
2: if you go out there and you listen to us somewhere, leave us a review, hit us a like, do something to let other people know that we're out there because the only way people are going to know if we're out there is if you tell them or you do those little 1 second interactions
1: on whatever kind of you know, media you're you're into absolutely word of mouth is the best form of advertising for us and even if even if y'all only take a second to punch game deflators or the game deflators into google and click on the first result that helps tremendously we appreciate it
0: exactly well i think it's time with your metroidvania reference to get into our currently playing uh i'll go first really quick as i segued into myself here I am currently playing Super Metroid. I picked it up a while back on the uh, SNES Classic. Uh, James got me into it, and I had the whole move into the new house and everything else that's gone on in life, and I finally had the opportunity to pick it up the other day uh, when James randomly came over. And, of course, we had the the typical game collector issue (laughs) of he and I sat here for probably 30, 40 minutes going, what do we play? Looking at the shelf, pulling games off, having no idea what to flip and play. And eventually, I'm like, well, I, I still have Super Metroid, and I haven't touched that in you know three, four months, so yeah, how about were, that?
1: You were still at the very beginning, too.
0: Yeah, I pretty much had only beat the first boss in the game and had no weapons. Now I am probably six and a half hours in, actually more like seven, because I played a good bit last night. And uh, I have all of the beams, all of the suits, all of the possible bombs. I need one more reserve energy tank, and that's about it. And I also took down two bosses last night uh, nice. after you left. So I am, actually, I pretty much cleared out, um, what's the level we were in last night? Meridian. Meridian. Yeah, so I cleared that out last night for the most part.
1: Did you, how did you take out the Caterpillar boss? Did you use the trick or did you do it the, uh, this, the old-fashioned way?
0: Well, if the trick is to hide in the bottom left corner and charge up your beam and just wait till his head pops up, then that's what I did.
1: Oh, you're thinking of the, the worm. The Caterpillar boss, uh... Oh, you're
0: talking about the one that comes out and I have to electrocute him?
1: Yeah, you did that? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah
0: I had, like, eight energy, er, Eight energy tank so it was really a matter of just like let me go ahead and hit this electricity all right cool we're done
1: yeah pretty yeah, much
0: it was fast that was probably the easiest boss battle to date
1: yeah i thought that was a, a neat trick that they actually had that option where you had to actually blow open the uh the outlets with the missiles and like let it grab you and everything
0: it was pretty obvious i mean i looked at because well we had obviously discussed like oh yeah if you cling on with you know your uh grapple you'll electrocute yourself yeah it's I so, dropped
1: that hint for you earlier in the night
0: yeah two and two together it was just like oh I see an electrical thing is blown up. Let me just go ahead and attach it. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. So I've enjoyed myself a lot playing this game. And uh, really after this, I'm going to go ahead and start playing Sukaden 2. It's just James and I were like, well, let's go ahead and play. And um, he broke it down as it was an eight-hour game. And uh, that's something I could knock out in just about a weekend because I am almost done. So we'll see. I might actually beat it tonight.
1: Oh, yeah. Super Metroid is a fantastic game. It's It's definitely one of my favorite games of all time. I'm surprised
0: uh, I'd never beat it before.
1: Oh, dude, yeah. Um, I like I said after you finish this, you know, I highly recommend playing through Metroid Zero Mission and uh, Project AMTR, which is another Metroid Two remake. Um, both very, very good, you know, games.
0: Yeah, I think you officially got me into Metroid games. Oh yeah, it's a terrible they're, they're thing. They're awesome, <laughs> I absolutely hate you now,
2: uh, Ryan. I like Metroid also. But I'm still playing Zone of the Enders, Fist of Mars, for GBA. I got through like three more levels this week. There was just, I don't know, I realized there was a time where I was supposed to be playing this game, and I just wasn't. So now it's like, I'm like using my time to play games to actually play the games that I need to play to get through for the uh, new game's resolution. So once I'm uh, done with that one, I'll probably segue straight into Zone of the Enders 1 and then second runner and hopefully uh, hopefully we'll be able to get those you know at least done or you know onto second runner hopefully by the time E3 comes out and then we'll be able to see hopefully they'll have an announcement for Damon X machina and I can find out when that's coming out
0: how's the zone of the Enders on the GBA I've actually honestly I didn't even know there was one on there until you started playing it oh,
2: I love it. I think it's great. I think it's a really interesting tactical RPG. It's got a really unique battle style uh, where you basically you have a reticle that you have to lock on to the enemy as they're kind of moving around. you got to time it and try to hit for the crit spot. Or when you're defending, they just kind of launch target reticles at your screen and you have to get out of them before like the lock-on happens. You can also turn on like a mode to just skip the whole manual part and just go on RNG and stats which doesn't really I don't know it it does it's not as reliable as doing it yourself but if you don't really care or you're in a hurry it saves you a ton of time doing it that way so I'm kind of trying to get through the game now and I'm doing a little bit hybrid now instead of you know messing around and just doing it all myself because sometimes you don't really need to worry about
1: it as much. Gotcha. Do you have a PlayStation 3? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, when you get to it, do you want to borrow my Zone of the Enders HD collection? I already got it. Oh, okay, well, see, that works out then.
0: Well, apparently, everybody has it but me.
1: Yeah, I guess so. You should really hop on that. It. He just reminded me that uh, there's a couple of them I think I might go hunt down myself, but... Uh, for a while there, near the end of the PS3's life before the PS4 came out, there was a lot of HD remaster collections just fucking slipping right under the radar. Like, one day I found a Prince of Persia HD remastered trilogy on PS3. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, dude, it's, it's awesome. You're welcome to borrow it. Because uh, I had never finished the original Prince of Persia on PS2 back in the day, and I was like... Saw this, I was like, this is fucking great. It's got the first three games on it. I have that. Um... Zone of the Enders, obviously. I saw one for Tomb Raider. There was one for Splinter Cell. Uh, a couple others. God of are War. Just, yeah. God Silent
0: of War. Silent Hill has one. I do have that one.
1: Yeah, those kind of were made a big deal. The Metal Gear Solid one was made a big deal, but I
0: think they did Jack and Daxter as well, didn't
1: they? Yep. Jack and Daxter Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper. Yeah, there was uh, mm. a lot of them. But I was, you know, little things like if you know if you're if you digged Prince Persia, Sands of Time, and uh, uh, the Two Thrones, and I forgot the name of the third one. Uh, Ryan will look it up in a minute, yeah. probably. But anyways, if y'all come across that, definitely grab it. I mean, the PS2 version's are great and all. There were some copies of uh, the third game on PS2 that had a glitch where the, uh, the quick time event indicator wouldn't always light up, and it made Boss Battles a Nightmare, but it's fixed in the PS3 version, and they look phenomenal in 720p.
0: Sounds good. Uh, I do need to pick some of those up, actually. So, who knows? Maybe those would be some... Upcoming pickups. Uh, Two Thrones is the third one. Two Thrones. Okay.
1: Warrior Within is the second. Second one. one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, here we go. So, uh, what are you currently playing? I am currently playing. Well, I took a page from Ryan's book, and I'm not going to finish Star Tropics, and I'm okay with that. I made it all the way to the spaceship. I spent a good hour or so working my way through the spaceship. Very, very frustrating. I would say my only real grumble of Star Tropics is the imbalance in the difficulty and the uh the poor planning of puzzles and by that i mean a lot of the bosses are pretty simple you just have to uh, figure out the trick to them or their pattern but once you get to the spaceship which is the final stage they just crank the difficulty up as far as like enemies random enemies that fly across the screen to hit you take a shitload of health uh Enemies that have just random walking patterns, uh, like worse than the, uh, the Dark Nuts in Legend of Zelda, like really irritating and they take up a lot of space. And after a while, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to look this up. It was like, oh, and there's a boss rush after I get through here before the final boss. I was like, you know what, I've enjoyed all the cool quirkiness of the game. I've enjoyed the puzzles, even though a lot of the puzzles felt like they were... Designed to sell Nintendo Power subscriptions. You know, some of the stuff was just completely obtuse, and I had to literally go Google it a couple of times to go, oh, what the fuck? Seriously? Um, but I'm done with that. I enjoyed it for what it's worth. Um, I was tinkering with my PS Vita over the weekend, and since I had already modified it a while back, I found that I could actually uh, stream through USB to my PC with uh, OBS or Pot Player. And that essentially allows me to actually play my Vita on the larger screen. I found there's a plugin where I can use a DualShock 4 to play the Vita. And I'll be posting pictures of this later on. So I have Steam Link built into my TV. So what I'm doing is I am streaming the Vita from USB to my computer. And then from my computer via Steam Link to my TV. So I am playing my PS Vita on my TV with the DualShock 4. It's pretty awesome. But on that I started playing The Bard's Tale on PS2. Or technically PS Vita. Um... Picked it up, played it a few times uh, over the years, just never got too far past the beginning for whatever reason, and this time I really want to invest some time in it. It has a a great sarcastic humor with a lot of fourth wall breaking, things like that. There's a a smart-ass narrator who narrates everything you do and the character stops and responds to the narrator, things like that. Highly, even if you only play the PS2 version, definitely recommend picking up. It's cheap and it's fun.
0: So rumor has it you uh, also beat a game recently.
1: Oh, that is right. Uh, Apparently, I'm ahead of you guys on the new game's resolution. Uh, So, part of my new game's resolution was I picked a game, To the Moon, and then I picked uh, Half-Life 1, uh, because To the Moon is fairly short. It's about five hours to show. So, uh, To the Moon right now, unfortunately, is only a PC game, which honestly... Uh, I'll
0: interrupt you on that one. There's
1: actually uh,
0: discussions that it will be coming out on a Nintendo console.
1: Uh, possibly. This game has been out for many years. now he.
0: There's an article that recently came out, as long as at probably like a month ago, at, at the very most, where somebody said, "Is this going to come out?" And the developer said, "We're in discussions with Nintendo."
1: They, they really should. They would, <clears throat> they would easily make quite a bit of money. Uh, so this game essentially could run on a run on a microwave. It, it's built with the RPG Maker engine, and uh, so it is a story-driven game with a couple of puzzle elements and parts where you're in control, parts where mostly you're pushing for the story and the gist of the story is um you're this old man on his deathbed named tom or tommy and there's this corporation that what they do is they fulfill dying wishes and what they how they do it is they develop a the technology that allows them to go into the mind of the person on their deathbed and alter their memories so they can fulfill that one wish and tom's one wish was that he always wanted to go to the moon so what you're actually doing is you're playing as two doctors during the game that you start out, you know, current age as an old man and work your way backwards. You're actually kind of ghost-like experiencing and watching his memories and gathering evidence and information so that you can, near the end of the game, alter each of those memories just slightly enough to basically create this artificial memory that he gets to go to the moon. Um, there's a lot more to it than that. The story itself... Uh, really hit me right in the feels <clears throat> like it really just like you know punched me in the gut in the feels uh so i highly highly recommend i don't want to say too much more about it um it is a fairly short game the puzzle elements for some of the stuff is not even challenging the puzzles are created in such a way that you can just fart around and get the get the solution and it, it's done that way to move the story forward
0: yeah from what i was reading on it, because i did look into it a little bit so there's apparently uh a prequel or not a prequel, but a game that came before it, obviously. Mm -hmm. And there's, I think there's a game that technically takes place after the fact, um, but it's really just story-driven is from what I read. It's not even, there's really, they say RPG uh, for the type of game and that there's puzzle elements, but realistically what you're doing is playing through a story. Yes. And there's no heavy, like, gameplay needed to go through it. Like, it's not a hard game to beat. It's more of you're going to get a story, like a great one.
1: Uh, even late in the game, there's a part where there's actually an action sequence, and the worst part of that was just figuring out how the uh, the keyboard controls were mapped to my Xbox One controller, and that took all of a second, and honestly, the ac- action sequence was uh, created as part of, uh, to build drama, is what it was really up to, but yeah, it's very much story driven, um, it's very obviously made with RPG Maker, meaning that the graphics are very obviously 16-bit style, like the Square Enix games, you know, Breath of Fire, and and uh, Final Fantasy, um graphics are great um the story the writing is great there is some uh, hand-drawn animation here and there um highly recommend that's why i was saying like you and your wife should definitely sit down and play it together and i would say you guys too if y'all want to borrow it from my steam account to be able to play it um oh i have definitely. my steam
0: box too so can't i play that on my tv yeah you have steam link yeah Sweet. exactly yeah well, it's supposed
2: it. to be coming to switch mid 2019 and the other games you were talking about, there's the Bird Story, which was set in the same universe, but not a direct continuation, and then Finding Paradise, which is a direct sequel. Oh, really? And then there's also
1: an animated film adaptation in development. That would be great. I think uh, I think it would be right up there with some uh, Miyazaki stuff.
0: Yeah, I uh, really hope that they take the um, the three games and combine it into one Switch release. That'd be pretty awesome, actually, to do something. I mean, you would kind of have to, in a way. I mean, to your point, it's a yeah, five-hour really Yeah, it's a five-hour game. So if you combine the three of them in, like, a nice $35 package, I think that'd be great.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I am just fucking stunned that uh, this game has been out for years, and they hadn't talked or hadn't made any progress with console makers as far as releasing a digital console version of these games. I mean, well, it's just... it did
2: come out on iOS and uh, Android. Uh, In 2017.
0: Nice. Well, I guess it's progressed over the years to to get to where it is today. That's that's good, though. I mean, for the creator and everything.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful, wonderful story. So what are you guys playing? Uh, well, oh, did well, we go through everyone already? We're... <laughs> yeah, I Dude, think that's about it. I, I
0: don't think James cares about us. He wasn't listening. What? So, They're silent, so I, I would agree.
2: Yep. On to the news. Best news this week, besides uh, being excited for, you know... That to get ported over, a lot of people are super excited about the Xbox Game Pass coming to PC. So, people out there who don't know Xbox Game Pass is a feature that I don't think any... Do any of us have an Xbox One?
1: I do. You do? not Yeah, I don't have have live or anything. Do you have have
2: experience with Xbox Game Pass at all?
1: Nope. Nope. I don't have Xbox Live either. I just have an Xbox One. Okay. So, it's a subscription
2: service that lets you play a whole list of games. And now they're going to bring that over to PC. So you don't even have to have an Xbox One to play. So they've got uh, about 100 games coming when they launch from 75 different developers. So this is going to be a pretty cool way for people who aren't that interested in buying a whole other console. But have a PC to get on board with some of this stuff. Now I don't know what the specs are going to be. For the PC games? Is there a price on there? Uh, the, it's probably going to be whatever the standard subscription is. I don't think it's changing. I don't know what it is. What's PlayStation
0: now? Oh, $10 now. Bucks a month. What's 10 PlayStation? Bucks a
1: month? Damn, that's cheap.
0: What's the cost of PlayStation now?
1: Uh, I think it's like 20 something bucks a month. Ryan, can you check that? Got it. Um, but um, I also think... I don't. Generally, it should be they're going to be streaming the games to you Netflix-style. Um, because otherwise that would be a bit of a deal breaker for a lot of people, like not having the sufficient hardware to run a lot of these games. Well, one yeah, thing I bucks a month.
0: One thing I kind of question too, though, is like, what is Microsoft doing? Because they're planning on releasing a next gen console, right? But it seems like every single week you hear something about. Microsoft going through digital and PC and everything else. It's like, are you trying to just push games? Are you trying to push yourself out of consoles? Like, what's their overall, like, long-term game plan here? Uh, I mean, I just can't tell given their track record and what they've done in the last year and a half. Like, it seems like they want to push game consoles, but then they do stuff like this of, like, you don't have to have a console. You can just play on your computer. Well, I mean, with the next big push of the next-gen consoles, like, I don't know
2: how... Long those are gonna be around, but with all the you know streaming of games and stuff, who knows? Maybe this could be the last gen console that comes out. This, I mean, this next generation, because as long as it has the ability to run, you know, whatever the newest, hottest shit is, then I'm pretty sure from there on you'd be able to stream in whatever you need to to like be even better than whatever that's gonna look like.
0: I just don't even know if from a global standpoint that they're even ready to do pure streaming and just say we're done with consoles, because I mean we have high speed internet, but not everybody has high speed internet to be able to do these types of things. Well those aren't the market then. Well that's the thing. The market that particular market can save up to buy a console and buy games and, and do that type of thing. Uh but if they can't do You know, high speed internet then that's going to kind of screw them over so I don't know it's just interesting to see how this is going to play out in the long run
1: I think what they're aiming for is uh, basically to push everything into subscription and digital base because digital versions of games maximize their profit they don't have to worry about distribution as much they don't have to worry about making physical prints uh, things like that. They are in talks of either the next Xbox console itself or a reiteration of the Xbox One X without an optical disk drive, and it. it'll be just a purely digital box. And it's only like 50 bucks cheaper or something stupid. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. But at 10 bucks a month, I think that's fucking great. That's cheaper than Netflix. And there's a couple of ways they can do that. They can actually... They could live stream the game into your console, but they're more likely going to be caching huge chunks of data onto your computer or your console to make it work. My concern would be uh, with the greedy internet service providers and their bandwidth cap bullshit. Uh, There is no real reason to have bandwidth caps. Uh, Don't get me wrong, it does cost money to run the servers and the data lines and things like that, but it's not like it's water or electricity, uh, things like that. It's... uh, they're pumping out the same amount of bandwidth regardless. They just restrict it at your modem is what's really going on. Uh, and they're just, you know, char- they added those bandwidth caps as a way to just charge people for like, oh, you went over a terabyte of data, which, you know, a family watching Netflix plus gaming, not that hard to hit a terabyte of data. And you start considering like, we're going to be streaming, you know, 40, 50 gigabyte games into our consoles with constant feedback going back to the servers. You definitely see that hitting, but I think that's what Microsoft is aiming for. Um, although I prefer PlayStation systems over Xbox, I do have to say they have done things that are obviously just oriented toward gaming and making gamers happy, particularly at their own cost. For instance, the, the backwards compatibility with original Xbox and 360 games, that doesn't cost anything extra. Like, you know, you just take your copy of Ninja Gaiden Black on the original Xbox, pop it into your Xbox One it downloads a digital copy of it that's upscaled enhanced boom here you go you don't have to pay for xbox live to have this or anything and i think that's uh pretty awesome and i've really been hoping Sony would take a page from their book with the ps5 and give us that ability with the ps3 even if they don't want to put in the chips to let us run the ps3 disc natively just do the same thing we put in the disc and leave it in the console as an authenticator but let us download a digital upscaled, enhanced copy of this game that's already patched fixed ready to go Uh, preservation wise and as you know, being a crazy game collector with the backlog of PS3 and PS2 games I haven't gotten to um, or Xbox and Xbox 360 games I think that's fucking fantastic that I don't have to worry about oh I want to play The Witcher 2 on 360 Like, well the servers that upload the patches for that game are, are down your SOL kind of thing but if I put in my Xbox One it downloads that digital copy of it that's already patched and also still buggy as fucking hell but still yeah good point man Uh, well,
0: speaking of Sony and how they are so much better, uh, Death Stranding had a new trailer that came out. Oh my God. Eight and a half minutes. Yeah. And it was eight and a half minutes of pretty much awesomeness, I think. Craziness.
1: Don't you love how during that eight and a half minutes, it's all like, all right, the trailer's ending. Oh wait, no, it's not. All right. Now the trailer's ending. Oh wait, no, it's not. I felt like I was at Lord of the Rings. (laughs) I felt that I was watching, uh
0: walking dead the norman rita days, or something oh god um that's what's driving me nuts dude like it's pretty much like watching uh daryl in a video game like that's he even rides a flipping motorcycle dude and there's dead people well he talks more in this in this game versus the show though that's true but still like i'm just watching like he's holding on to a baby he's riding a motorcycle and oh yeah there's another world and dead things running around it's Walking Dead, Kojima style. It's
2: so many more questions. Like, every time they put out more content, I just have less of an idea of what the game's ultimately going to be like. Right. Like, why is there now World War One? And
1: Right! Like, are you yeah, flipping through time? What the fuck, dude? It's going to be crazy cool. We're super excited for it. Uh, I actually am. At first, I was just going to... And then I saw that latest trailer with all the other actors and things are like, fuck, now I do really want to play this. Uh one because I do enjoy some crazy Kojima shit, I really do. But uh the trailer really makes it look really fucking intriguing. And all those those actors like Mads Michelson and Norman Reedus. and I forgot uh uh yeah, yeah, his weirdness. Um I, I can deal with the, the interdimensional space baby thing to be able to sit through this game just to And Norman
0: as, and Norman Reedus' pregnancy.
1: What the fuck? <laughs>
0: don't, don't you remember the earlier trailers yeah. when they first showed it? It looked
1: like he just gave birth to a baby. Yeah, yeah. and there was like black tar everywhere. You are like, what do you the remember hell the one this? where he just starts dancing? They showed a clip of that in the newest trailer. I was just, what the fuck? I am. There is so- a scene
0: of him and Kojima kissing as well. <laughs>
1: probably, <laughs> probably. After the ending of Metal Gear Solid Two, you know, after I sat through that, I kind of had to sit down and decide: Am I on the fucking Kojima craziness train or not? ah then i saw the trailer for metal Gear solid 4 with all that shit i was like yeah yeah i'm, I'm on my board
0: all aboard woop whoop yeah, let's he, go he's solid man like everything that i've played of his has always been fantastic so uh i'm actually pretty excited about this game but you know how i am i'm not gonna pick
1: it up day Are one you, you're not gonna pre-order a 200 hundred dollar plastic space baby in a jar
0: i saw that that's gonna probably stay at that price for a long time
1: oh it is people were just bitching left and right about the scalpers like oh my god i'm so happy that i was able to burn 200 dollars on this like all right whatever makes you happy i guess no
0: like uh, there's certain games that i get excited for a little space baby where am i gonna display that and it has a briefcase like where do i put that type of thing stick it in the bed scare the hell out of your wife that that'd actually be pretty funny. You got a fanny pack and you carry it with you everywhere you go. <laughs> Dude, a <laughs> clear fanny yes. pack. That'd be great. Yeah, go to work with it. What's this? It's just my interdimental space baby. <laughs>
1: it links to the other side. Funny segue, uh the buddy of mine back in Florida, um, he is a funny guy and he's a very creative person, and I don't know why, but one day he decided to do this and he actually recorded her reaction. But so, if you didn't know, uh, Walmart will print on most anything, including blankets. So, they can print on a blanket for you, which is weird and kind of cool.
0: You know, we just learned recently that they have very high-quality print photos. Yeah, like they photo do, prints. actually. Surprising. We were shocked, good. yeah.
1: Yeah, so what he did was uh, he bought a, uh, a queen-size blanket for his bed, and he had Reggie fils uh, face printed on this huge 8x10-whatever blanket, and uh, and then, of course, he makes the bed and puts it on there, and... he. Yeah, records his wife coming home and she just walks in the bedroom and sees the face of reggie just smiling back from her from her wedding bed and you just see her like trying not to have a mental breakdown she's like w- why why would you do this it was <laughs> phenomenal it just y'all reminded me of it i mean I all need reggie sheets i heard be pretty excited so. I need Reggie pillows. Yeah, I was going to say Reggie
0: pillowcase with this, you know, his just little different, grin on there. You know? Different faces, though, of Reggie. Like
1: all the faces of Reggie on your pillows. I want the, a blanket of him where he's doing the thing where he's like, you know, dancing in place and tapping his watch. You know, have the picture of that as the blanket. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet, dude. Then we can have uh, my body is ready sheets. There we go.
0: Oh, I'm totally stoked. We need to do this, James. We need to print out bed sheets of Reggie. You know what? We could do this and we can give them away. That is true. Maybe we can do a uh, maybe we could do a little cheaper for us. Maybe Reggie pillowcases.
1: Yeah, we could yeah, probably do that. Yeah. Be
0: interesting. I think we could do
1: something similar to that. We could do some uh, Miyamoto pillowcases. You know, with like I'm sure somewhere we can find the picture of him reacting to people showing uh, Mario and Luigi as gay and his his face reaction, oh, print that. That yeah. have to
0: be a that have to be a two set pillowcase. You know, one next to the other.
2: The image and
1: the reaction.
0: All right. So, yeah. do we have anything else on Death Stranding other than we are excited and we totally want to play this game? No, nope, but we do have something on poor reactions. Poor reactions. Poor reactions. Uh, so,
2: for those people who are actually out there still playing Anthem, which actually isn't a lot, we've got. I did a little bit of research to look a little bit deeper. So, Anthem uh, is not doing super well. Their players are not very excited. They're about to have their first Cataclysm event, which was a promised feature of the games. It's supposed to be like a big world experience in the game where it totally changes the map and adds new content and all this stuff. Does it Does it add a new game altogether?
0: Just transforms uh, you know, Anthem to a good game?
2: They could only hope. It's a big raid style event kill as many enemies as possible before a timer reaches zero and do some activities and stuff. But it's looking like it's just going to be an additional area added in for a limited time. It's not going to be all that they cracked it up to be. And the people who are still playing, which isn't a lot, aren't very excited. I looked it up and, uh, there was an article from May 25th and, uh, it's, Anthem's not even in their top 50 most played games on Xbox. At the bottom of that list is Battlefield 1, which is averaging about 7500 so there's And 50... can dip as low as 2500 on a weekend. So wow. Anthem is just... And how long ago did Battlefield 1 come out?
1: Oh, a few years ago. Yeah, so, so it's, on. it's
2: absolutely garbage. Player base is getting horrendous news about this feature that was supposed to be like a draw and maybe if it was good enough could bring some people back from the brink back into the game but it just sounds like
0: it's not gonna finish the year out so battlefield's ranked 50 at 7500 players and anthem doesn't even make that list correct okay so obviously we can expect anthem to have less than is this global or is this national i would imagine global
2: Twenty-five thousand people let me see well because uh so the thing is xbox doesn't publish the play counts so these stats are off of uh battlefield one stats and, and i
0: don't know what they is it possible that uh, ea just hasn't released anthem well i guess they would because
1: battlefield right so yeah pretty much i mean what i'm taking away from this ryan was saying at Yeah, Battlefield, at its low point, is 25,000 players. 2,500. 2,500. Like, 2,500 people playing. Is that what you said? Yeah, so... Holy fucking shit. And it's below the ranks on that. That's on a low weekend.
2: So, I'm on Battlefield 1 stats right now. Right now, they've got 27,000 current players. That's still really low. Total. But Anthem is a
1: Xbox... Only game. No. no. It's on PS4. No, it's on PS4. As well. oh, it is? And uh PC, I think. If not, it's definitely on both consoles. But okay. well, I guess at the end of the day,
0: regardless, the game came out less than six months ago, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I I'm just so so disappointed because when I saw the trailer for Anthem at the uh, the last E three or whatever, I was like, That looks so fucking cool. I'm not really into Destiny style games, but that looks so fucking awesome. It's bet it's gonna be fun. John and I and everyone can play and then just it basically like the gate opened up and they they rolled over a box and a turd rolled out and all they keep doing is keep sprinkling sand on the turd. It seems like <laughs> it's fucking just like God. We gotta hide damn it, it EA. James. <laughs> this this also says that Fallout seventy six is ranked number twenty seven on the list. That's actually Fuck! pretty sad. Wow, the fact that that game is higher than yeah, Anthem. so it's at least twenty three games higher. than jesus christ is. you guys want to start playing fallout 76 then uh <laughs>
0: no i'm good more I'm than good. anthem yeah it is more than anthem uh okay that sucks wow well so let's get some little positive news in here kind of yeah, i'm depressed um, now fuck yeah why don't we talk about a little bit of pokemon sleep That yeah. was just. oh announced. yeah i was
1: gonna ask about that what was it pokemon let's go do the dishes pokemon the laundry needs to be done yeah pokemon yo, know, tax time
0: pokemon did you go to the bathroom yet yeah, that'd be a good... Can you imagine that? just monitors your stress levels. Pokemon, Pokemon movement we, instead yeah. of Pokemon Go. <laughs> Pokemon, are we there yet? Oh, my God. So, yeah, basically Pokemon... Pokemon, oh, God, there's four more hours in the workday. That, that'd actually be pretty good, too. So, uh, <laughs> it goes through your anxiety levels, the higher anxiety, Look, the, uh, the less your the,
1: levels go up. Snorlax with a tie sitting in a cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give them ideas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're listening. So, uh, Pokemon Sleep... Uh, from my understanding and a little bit of information that I've kind of reviewed so far in the memes that I've seen, uh, it pretty much is a peripheral that connects to you kind of like a Fitbit and it connects to the Pokemon sleep application or game, I guess you can call it. And, um, there's two things. You have like Pokemon go plus, which is linked to that. And, uh, it allows you to Pretty much through your exercise and everything else, it kind of coordinates via Bluetooth with that title. And then you have Pokemon Sleep, so when you go to bed, uh, the more you sleep and the better you sleep, the better your levels, obviously. So, um, Ryan, did you have anything to say about this? Uh, That peripheral they're making for it is called the Pokemon Go
2: Plus Plus.
0: The Pokemon Go Plus Plus? Yes.
2: Specifically in the article, not a typo. And this article on GameSpot also references something... James, I don't know. You were talking about your Vita earlier. Do you remember the Sony Wake Up Club for Vita? It's like a gamified alarm clock app. Yeah, no. No clue. That's it's pretty cool, It's one of the actually. default
0: applications built in. I tried messing with it back in the day. I don't remember it very much, but... Is it kind of like those math apps where like an alarm goes off and you have to solve a couple math problems type of thing? Oh, I have no clue. I, I, I don't really remember much about it. I know that Vita
2: had all kinds of weird stuff in, like the... Look who's around you and what they're playing,
1: yeah, and stuff like that. Sounds that just a never bit like really that. Caught
2: on here more of a
0: Japanese kind of well. Sony's never really been able to penetrate the handheld market, uh, even you know, back with the PSP, obviously, it, it was okay. Um, but they never really did put a, a key focus on those devices. Yeah, it's
1: uh, I think that had a lot to do with like kind of like you said, the games on the Vita and the games on the PSP. There were some good ones, but most of them are just eh, it's okay. You know, it, it's all right. If they would have done something smarter like... Uh, like you know, Pokemon could, Go Movement. Well, that Isn't or it? just more PS1 games because the PSP is perfectly capable of playing PS1 games after modding and so is the Vita and so on. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I had no idea. I actually thought the whole Pokemon uh, sleep thing was just a bunch of joke memes and stuff like that. That's why I was posting. I had no idea that it was a real fucking game. So I like the idea that... Now, Nintendo cares about our health, and considering how many Americans sleep uh, poorly anyways, a lot of them don't even realize it, now we get to have the added stress of that our Pokemon are going to be stressed the fuck out because we're not sleeping well.
0: Well, no, James, it's incentive. If you sleep well, your Pokemon do well, so now we'll all sleep better.
1: I see a rise in sales of Ambien and shit like that.
0: I don't know. I've been (laughs) trying to correct
1: my
2: sleep schedule lately, so I'll try to check this out and see what it's like i don't know how much that peripheral is going to be i i wanted to get the original pokemon plus thing for go back when i did that a long time ago but i don't know i'll look into it the other thing though is that i think that uh i think nintendo is trying to make all of its players not only healthier but i think they're trying to gamify us and treat us as tamagotchis I they th- try to make sure we exercise they try to make sure we sleep enough next thing like you said Pokemon g- movement they're gonna make sure that
0: our poops are taken care of Yeah, Pokemon like they're eats. really trying to to control us. do you think they're gonna have like a a scanner of some sort where like you go over to toilet to make sure you're healthy
1: right you know like it might have a thing where you submit a sample? <laughs> yeah, kind of like a, know, Pokemon. It's time to eat. You know, if you don't eat your regular meals and your Pokemon start starving, I think you're right. We're fucking Tamagotchi to them. You Pokemon Twenty Three and Me has come full circle. Now we are the toys. Exactly. Pokemon Twenty
0: Three and Me, and over there they're going to be and like Pokemon buying. 23 and me. They're going to be buying our data and like trying to breed us to your, have better Pokemon. Your ancestors are from <laughs> Ireland and
2: half Onyx. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm actually. I kind of want to play this now. Yeah, I for one, I'm looking forward to like little Ambien tablets, stamped with little jiggly puffs on them and stuff. You know? Yeah, who's
0: the uh, the pharmaceutical company that makes Ambien? I, I'm the actually, same one that makes the candy. I need to buy some. Ah, stock. Grind
2: up all your all your Snorlax <laughs>
0: into sleeping pills. Oh, oh man! Oh, so that's what happens with all the Pokemon you put in for candy. Oh, this is terrible news. All right, so. Uh, off from pokemon sleep uh you wanted to discuss uh two bad news maybe we should say pokemon <laughs> for after this because you've got two pieces of bad news
1: yeah unfortunately one of them is a real fucking downer one of them is questionable uh obviously the new samurai showdown is about to be released that's fantastic that part's great samurai showdown love it great fucking fighting game series uh, however, there are some unsubstantiated rumors. We did our research and we couldn't verify. But first part is true. They are giving away the season one DLC pass for free for everyone who pre-orders or purchases it in the first week. I think Ryan, you said they have to like five days to redeem uh, it. Buying Samurai Showdown before June thirtieth will net you season pass for free. Is the headline on Destructoid? Wonderful, and I think that's fucking fantastic. Now the weird part is there have been a lot of people.
0: That was gross, I've James. A,
1: well, I can put it out the other end if you prefer. With the no, I'm,
0: I'm okay. At least you turned away and, and towards my game collection, which is now melting as, <laughs> as we speak. Labels peeling off.
1: <laughs> Anyhow, uh, there was a lot of people commenting on uh, many threads. And I think at this point, since I can't find any substantiation, that I think they're just trying to start rumors that... The season pass will expire, as in, you will get it, you'll get your characters, and then after six months, oh, well, it's expired, you gotta buy them again, or some ridiculous shit. But, I would say as a warning to anyone who doesn't pay attention, or, or other game collectors who have a habit of buying you know, new games, a lot of the games you buy, the DLC codes that come in them with their limited editions collector's edition they actually have expiration dates meaning that you need to redeem this code and this content within a year or two years uh i think it was uh yeah the evil within trilogy i think it was yeah it was evil within uh, outlast i had bought it from walmart brand new slipcover everything and i was curious like all right i'm gonna check this out blah blah, blah and i was looking at the back of it after i bought it. it says uh yeah the dlc codes expired like six months prior like they were good for a year um that in itself i think is kind of shady it's one thing to give you like two three years like look if you haven't redeemed this shit within three years you're just not gonna but it's like nope you got six months or you got a year otherwise it's no good but i think that uh the summarize showdown bit is hopefully unsubstantiated i believe the way that they have it set up to work is a lot of the way they've done the new Killer Instinct, which is you'll get a, a roster of a couple of characters or a handful of characters. Every week, they'll rotate in and out a character or two for you to actually try out. And it's like, look, if you dig this character, pay for just this character. I have no qualms with Killer Instinct doing that, because digitally, Killer Instinct was free. The physical copies were cheap. However, summer I Showdown is 60 bucks. You know, So it better come with at least, in my opinion, minimal of eight characters, And a lot of cool features and modes, but time would tell. But on to... characters seems like an awfully small roster. Nowadays, yeah. I mean, mean, when when you
0: you look at Smash Bros. on the Nintendo Switch, (laughs) I think anything is small, underneath like 20.
1: Yeah, pretty much. We were so spoiled. The original Street Fighter two, when it came out, you got to play as four or eight standard characters, and then there was the four bosses. When Turbo came out, they added the four bosses. When Super came out, they added four new characters... And so on. Even, like, Vanilla Street Fighter 5 and 4, um, without DLC, I think at least 12 or 16 characters, like a shit ton. Even I mean, what are we up
2: to on Smash?
1: A lot. <laughs> a fuck ton, and I think they're still, like, had one or two that we're going to add, or right. at least variants of characters. But, um, yeah, it's a little odd. There's a little more research you need to do on that, so, you know, obviously take anything we say with a grain of salt. But in news that makes me real sad is, uh, of course, everyone's uh, aware of the uh, the bankruptcy and the closing of Telltale Games, which, you know, really sucks. We, we'll never get Wolf Among Us 2. Uh, we were fortunate enough to get the conclusion for The Walking Dead Telltale series. But for some reason, I guess, because part of their bankruptcy proceedings, they're going to be auctioning off their intellectual properties or their contracts of them. So uh, those games are actually starting to be removed from online game stores. Good old games, GOG, G-O-G dot com. Um, They're going, they start removing them from Steam. So things like uh, Tales from the Borderlands, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, The Wolf Among Us, uh, the Batman series, things like that are starting to disappear. And by disappear, I mean as in you can't go buy them again, uh, which really sucks. So it means whoever buys up the rights to those for distribution will have to decide if they feel like putting up the money to put these back up for sale. And considering that many of them didn't sell too well, like guardians of the galaxy, that's really looking very slim. So I think I'm going to go, uh, start looking for physical copies of these releases.
0: Yeah. When you were mentioning that, that was something I was considering as well as I don't have many physical copies of telltale games and, uh, it might not be a bad idea to grab a few of them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't, I've only played a minute or two of the Batman one and it was pretty interesting. um, you know, The Walking Dead obviously is phenomenal. The first season is fucking phenomenal. The second season's good, but it feels like uh, just a rehash of the first. Um, the Wolf Among Us is uh, absolutely one of my favorites. I love the Fables comic series, and that game was fan-fucking-tastic. Like, I practically just grab people and shake them like, You have to
0: fucking play this game! So, I mean you do bring up a good point though so it's based on the fable comics and one thing that telltale did during a bankruptcy is they reached out to robert kirkman mm-hmm. who's one of the co-creators of walking dead and his studio skybound studios uh actually finished you know or is supposed to be finishing that the Walk walking Dead the chapter right so it wouldn't surprise me if you do get a wolf among us to buy skybound you know comics i will whatever. fucking
1: pre-order that shit yeah so out.
0: I mean, the fact that they've already come through, if they see enough value in doing that, they may do a second copy, and he might branch into video games at that point. God, I hope so. So, we'll see. Um, What does Ryan think about this? Yeah.
2: Um, I've played some of the Telltale games. My wife really liked Wolf Among Us. I thought it was a really interesting story, and I like the art in all of these games. I think that there was a really creative route to go in, but I think that they just uh oversaturated their own market you know i don't think yeah. that i don't think that what happened made you know a ton of you know news because people weren't interested in it like it was definitely a big deal when this happened and it is you know weird to see these games just kind of going away like that when you think that oh if it's just a digital game It'll be around forever and that's not really the case. So I guess as far as collecting goes, that really gives a you know a big modern reason to push for these physical copies, like you guys got the Hollow Knight physical editions. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't foresee anything happening to you know that studio and their distribution of their digital game, but it could happen. I mean, Telltale was a big studio and now it's gonna be impossible to get their stuff Digitally so it's gonna create its own new secondhand market now. Well
0: and I guess we haven't heard it like there's no information out there that says why this is all occurring. So it kinda comes down to is it, you know, because they're bankrupt and to not have to pay the employees at Creative Those Games in any sort of you know, any sort of payment whatsoever from profits maybe, like maybe there's contracts involved that I don't think any developers but got some. The
2: production company gets yeah. You know, kind of royalties like I know voice actors and stuff don't get royalties I'm sure that everybody who worked actually on staff doesn't get a
1: check every time they sell a copy well, I mean we yeah, don't we don't, don't. know a all the of inner them got completely screwed what's that uh, most of the employees at telltales got fucked yeah I was uh, I was reading that there's actually a
0: class action lawsuit going on right now with the employees or former employees of oh, yeah. Uh, telltale yeah
1: because they, they didn't do their due diligence to warn the employees or give me any kind of heads up it was just one day I'd be like yep yeah everyone go home we're closed you know yeah. Like, except for you five people, you need to finish this game. Everybody else get the fuck out. That's exactly. I went. you
0: imagine being one of those five people?
1: Uh, I've been at with companies where we all get laid off because the store is closing, but it was never like a sudden, like, well, today's your last day. Have a nice day. It was never like that, you know?
0: I'm just waiting. I had like, that happen once. A year from yeah. now, we're going to hear about uh, the hot coffee scene of Walking Dead from the five employees that oh, went God. rogue during the production of it.
1: <laughs> nope, nope 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 i am not imagining that with clementine just nope <laughs>
0: all right so uh speaking of terrible news we had our um, crappy game challenge of simpsons wrestling today screw you james you
1: could thank ryan for this he brings it on you
0: god dude so, Stop intact like yeah. stop giving him reasons to give us crappy games just, I will you have destroy to, your
1: optimism just one,
0: day. one of these days fake that you're like that you absolutely hate the game even if you're like oh it's cool the buttons work
2: no I said it was
0: a <laughs> terrible game
2: I didn't say that it was a good game I just said that the controls were responding the way that I expected they them to responsive
0: respond. they were absolutely horrible
2: uh, I mean they weren't good but like I don't know you made it sound worse it It wasn't a good game. So, Simpsons Wrestling, uh, developed by Big 8 Productions, released in 2001. Uh, It's a fighting game, wrestling game. It's not wrestling. We can agree it's not wrestling. It's barely wrestling, and it was universally panned, getting a 1 out of 10 on IGN. Uh, The highest rated Game Zone, whoever Game Zone gave it a 7.5. What the
0: fuck? Somebody paid him off.
2: Yeah, or they played a different game and they're confused. GameSpot gave it a six point four. I think that one out of ten for IGN is pretty, pretty brutal. Metacritic thirty two. It's just it's not a good game. So it it's a pretty basic brawler, you know, arena combat game. You've got. Only three attacks. You've got
0: a meter that charges up. Well, you got more than three attacks. You have a grapple move that you can do as well. Yeah, that's true. Which I, it,
1: I think I never figured out how to quite get that shit to work. Yeah, was, you know what? I will say L2. that the
0: grapple felt like absolute trash. Oh, yeah. The grapple was so difficult. And then when you finally did grapple, the meter just went down so fast, nothing happened.
2: Yeah.
0: It was terrible. Yeah, yeah for, it was uh, an awful game,
2: for sure. We played every character, uh... Grouse Keeper Willie,
0: definitely OP with his lane trap strats. I'd argue that Lisa and playing that saxophone, which did absolutely nothing, was probably my best game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked uh, Homer with the bowling balls, considering they just bounce around the ring like fucking uh, Koopa shells, you know? Yeah.
0: You know what I really like is you and uh, Ryan playing Homer and Marge in America's domestic dispute, and mm-hmm. uh, she's like, I've had enough. I'm just going to throw the baby on you. And then like Maggie's like sticking on his arm. It's like, yeah, like oh, so this is shit. what she does
1: in life yeah oh man. so um, I guess uh, for anyone who's curious, so the controls there's actually input delay in the controls like we're playing on a fucking PlayStation two on a on a TV with no input lag, and there's still input lag on a button press uh the hit boxes were fucking terrible. The ring itself is set in a almost isometric view, so walking is a little weird uh doesn't feel quite right i mean it's it's manageable, but it's not quite right. Uh things like, you know, bouncing yourself off the ropes, you lose momentum. To be able to do any real attack, you have a meter that fills up by doing nothing. You have to basically walk around or stand still, and the meter fills up, and then you can actually do an attack or grapple or whatever. Um just not a well thought out game at all. I'll, even like uh you collect letters and things throughout the ring to uh to do a taunt. All the, the taunts, taunts are were terrible. fucking dumb. They really were. They don't even
0: do anything. Well, I I in fact that didn't make one... you invulnerable. No, I did one taunt of Lisa well, you were playing uh, Barney, right? Mm-hmm. And it didn't do anything. Like you were like kind of woozy for a second, and then immediately you were back up. Like yeah, but nothing... it makes you invulnerable. Oh, is that for what a short supposed to? Yeah. yeah,
1: at least once I saw it pop up and say invulnerable. Um, yeah, you know, there's uh, the thing where they throw in the goodies into the ring. Like uh, oh, you picked this up. You restored your energy, or you picked this up. You have a speed boost. I think Homer um, eating a donuts out of a box is pretty entertaining. That was pretty awesome.
0: Mid it fight, them, like, it's just like awesome. Um, yeah,
2: <laughs> the voices are the only good part about the game. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, the graphics are grainy and weird. It's like I don't know how they managed to make it look so
0: scribbly and <laughs> well. And it's on a, well, undefined. Well, and it's on a PlayStation Two on an early end HD TV, so it's not like. We were playing on a 4K TV uh, through a PS3 or something. The part of the, uh,
1: the reason for that, honestly, I'll just I'll chalk it up to just shitty programming. The PlayStation One wasn't designed to make or run 2D graphics, uh, so a lot that's why there wasn't a whole lot of 2D games on the PlayStation One. But this game came out pretty much at the end of the life of the PS One. So at this point, they already had like the Mega Man X games, Mega Man Seven. Uh, and other games that are 2D and very well animated, so they really had no excuse. But yeah, that's pretty much how it looks. Even if we were playing on a CRT, it's still going to look all scratchy and grainy like that.
0: Well, if you look at the history of a lot of the Simpsons games out there, like Hit and Run and um, what's the other one? I'm thinking it's like Grand Theft Auto style. That's Hit and Run. Are you sure? I thought Hit and Run was the uh, the taxi type one. Uh, Crazy there's taxi one.
1: two of them. There's Simpsons Hit and Run, and I can't remember the name of the other one. But even like the the oh Simpsons... Road Rage, Road Rage is the taxi. one. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now on the shelf. Yeah, the Simpsons, the movie game. You know, I've always heard was pretty good. I haven't sat down and played it.
0: Well, I mean, historically looking at their games, those con- those controllers were clunky as well. Oh, I mean... dude,
1: historically looking at previous Simpsons games, uh, before like the the PS2 GameCube era, oh, yeah, they're Bart... pretty much
0: all garbage. Yeah, the mutant one, Bart. <sighs>
1: The, on the NES. I think. Thank you for reminding me that exists. So, guess what happens when yo know, Ryan exposes his uh, his optimism? Like Wolverine's not so bad. I don't mm-hmm. know what you guys are talking about. I was like, guess what you're gonna play after. Dude, he threw Bayou
0: Billy on it. Come on, stop. I Let's play good games. I'm yeah, not to stop that's, until that's... one of
1: y'all vomit in the middle of a gaming session. That's how fucking bad it has to be. Yeah, I was, I was close on this one. Goal. New goal is to
2: play good games. You guys have these massive <laughs> collections of games. and Every week it feels like we're just
0: kind of scratching the bottom of the barrel. There's got to be something good out there. There are. Aren't you... You've been looking at the shelf as we've been talking. Yeah, you pick one.
2: Well, you know, for some reason I want to say that we should try doing a Wii game because we haven't played a Wii game yet. But I'm not really sure what we should do. You wanna try places so you can get a better view of them? Well I mean I picked like the last couple games, like why doesn't somebody else pick something good? Uh we can play Mad World. Let's oh yeah, that always looked cool. Yeah let's do that. I never played
0: that I no James kinda shrugged his shoulders
1: it was it was all right it had a cool cool art style to it i mean as a game it just was kind of eh. how about samba de amigo you got that on wii
0: yeah i do oh awesome all right we'll do that okay yeah. well let's make sure that we have all the controls for it so if we don't do that next week you'll know why you should use the wii mode as a maraca that's all oh right, is that all it is yeah that's okay. what
1: samba de amigo is it's a maraca game
0: all right remind me to buy batteries 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 Get yeah, batteries okay. costco's down the road sounds good um Hashtag all right could be a sponsor could Be a sponsor, actually, we got to run by there later. There you go. Uh, so what are we going to rate Simpsons Wrestling?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, first let's say that uh, Simpsons Wrestling it loose 819, complete 1199. You know what that receipt says,
0: 199 you got it for a
2: buck 99. And I think you still overpaid, I, I think so as well. I want I think, my two dollars back, waterfront. <laughs> I think that I would much rather go to an arcade and pay 25 cents to play the Simpsons arcade game which is like a
0: really good game. Or or how about this? We go to an arcade that has free play set up and unlimited lives and then play it like that for no quarters. Well, I'm just saying I'm saying in the the price
2: thing that we do here every week. Oh, I gotcha. I'm saying that a quarter to play a
0: way better game is worth oh. way more than dollar
2: $1.99 that you
0: paid for this crap. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. I I'm a really big Simpsons fan. So that was primarily why I picked that game up, just Mm -hmm. to add it to the collection of Simpsons titles and stuff I have. And I'm kind of disappointed that I spent $2 on
1: it. I, uh, one, it's just, it's an awful game. I played it back in the, I was foolish enough to rent it back in the day because I loved The Simpsons. And it was just, I should have known after playing like Bart versus the Space Moons and trying to play like, you know, Bart's Nightmare and stuff like that. I I, should have seen it fucking coming, but I rented it back in the day. And, uh, I kind of want that 5 or 6 bucks I paid for the rental back to be honest, but I would pay 5 bucks for a complete in box just to have it on my shelf because I don't have it because it's the Simpsons and so it's, it's a bit of an uncommon game, but
0: Hey James, that 5 or 6 dollars you spent back then to rent it, uh, after inflation everything has kicked in, what, did, what do you spend in modern day money?
1: Uh I don't know, I don't ever use redbox, but I would say in modern money that's probably like 30 fucking dollars. It's probably about right. Yeah. What?
0: we're just like, you know, factoring in inflation he's inflating
1: six dollars he's not countering like you know if we if video rental stores were still a thing I'm still sure it would probably be like eight or nine bucks to rent a game for five or seven yeah. days a week oh okay I got, yeah, you. I, got you. I got you I'm just thinking the money he spent yeah but uh I would pay five bucks for it if it's clean, complete in box. You know, other than that, I just and that's literally me New just old buying stock.
0: It. Mine is clean, <laughs> complete in box, and I bought it for two dollars. So that's a three dollar profit over the
1: last six years. There you go. Well, more than that because it's up to twelve bucks now. That's true. Someone's paying twelve dollars for this shit. Well,
0: it was twelve dollars back in twenty thirteen as well.
1: Yeah, it probably was. I mean, I, I'm looking it's the at Simpsons.
0: Well, it's my old store actually happened to have the label for that. Thing. Ah, yeah. So I happened to find it at a thrift store back then. November of 2013, I picked it up for $1.99.
1: Absolutely, but uh, what what um, John was trying to segue into is we were planning on trying to go to uh, Starfighters Arcade and you know take the sign with us, do a little promo, maybe see if we can work with them a little bit. You know, basically 11 bucks, all you can play. Yeah, we'll to try to play. get that set up one day and get out there. We're thinking next Sunday. Yeah, next Sunday is what we were thinking.
0: We're putting you on the spot, Ryan.
1: Yes, we are. I can't I can't commit to that right here right now.
0: Just like you can't commit to other games. I see how it is. Exactly. All right. Exactly. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it is heavily heavily inflated at its 11.99 price point. It is not even worth the $2 that was spent. Actually 1.99 cuz there was no tax at that location. The $1. <laughs> 1.99 I spent back in 2013.
1: Yeah.
2: So sorry sorry to everybody out there who's got multiple copies of this and it's just waiting to corner the market it's not, it ain't gonna happen
1: <laughs> i mean they could they still could it's still 11.99 right now uh, me personally i think you should pay me a buck 99 for sitting and playing a couple rounds of it
0: there you go no <laughs> i've already spent too much money on this game you got to enjoy it as well all right uh well i think we are good with episode 32 um if you're still listening to us right now follow us on twitter instagram and facebook and you can find us on Podbean, as well as major podcast applications. Subscribe to... Google Music, to- Spotify, like,
1: comment, subscribe. subscribe. Like, Hit comment, subscribe. Hit that bell
2: notification on YouTube.
1: Yep. Five Sus- stars. Yeah, give us five stars. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, we are working towards starting to upload video content. Um,
0: Our first one, actually, was on Instagram.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's us just doing a quick test run. So we're yeah. actually going to get proper capture devices and... Uh, and uh, We'll we'll do some regular videos of us uh, playing, commenting. You'll actually get to see the crappy game challenge. Uh, we'll make sure that we vomit off screen for y'all. You know, Should be pretty good. All right. Well, I've been John. I'm Ryan. I'm James. And we are the, the Game, game Deflators.
0: Deflators. I think we got that one right. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone.